0: So a few things, a few disclaimers before we begin. Not every dream is a God dream. And you guys know that, right? Not every dream is a a satanic dream. Not every dream is a spiritual dream. And in the Bible, actually, between two of the major dreams in the Bible, there's a thousand year time lapse. One thousand years between Joseph and Daniel. And those are two of the very important dreams. When we talk, talk about dreamers, we're talking about Joseph. We're talking about Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar. Remember that? And so we think that this is a thing that happens all the time. But it really was a whole millennium before God felt it uh, something that was worthy to be expressed. But... Um, there are 21 different references to dreams in the Bible. These, there are many more than that, but there are 21 specific dreams mentioned in the word of God. And I, if you want to know what those are, I can give you all of those, but that would take a lot of our time. So I'm not going to, but I prepared a handout for you. It's really nice. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, you, If you want to, if you want it, it's free. And you go to um, www.preachergirl.com forward slash dream graphic. That's D-R-E-A-M-G-R-A-P-H-I-C. And you can download it. It's a PDF. It's in color. You can print it, stick it up on your wall. It looks really cute. And um, it has every dream that was ever mentioned in the scripture on there. And it tells you the type of dream it is and... and uh, um, what, how your dreams can, can really line up with those, um, the, the URL, it's preachergirltv.com, yeah, TV, put that in there, there are a lot of people copying Preacher Girl out there, and, um, so it's preacher, preachergirltv.com slash graphic. I want you get it, download it, and, um, and you, you have a really, really good reference point. So we were talking about the spirit of Python. Um, do you think that you can become possessed in a dream? Anybody? How many of you say yes? Put your hand up. Can you become possessed by a demonic spirit through a dream? some kind of way if you're a yes put up your hand if you're a no put up your hand if you're a I don't know how to answer because I don't want to be wrong put up your hand <laughs> okay <laughs> that's good <laughs> okay so if you're a child of God if you're full of the Holy Spirit you cannot become possessed during a dream um, however however there can be unholy attachments there can be soul ties created You can have all kinds of oppressive spirits come upon you and you can be smothered. You can have that spirit of python wrap you up in a dream. I know people who live so deeply in a dream world that they never get out of it. In fact, you can become possessed as a result of a dream because of what the enemy has planted in you while you sleep. That in your wake, when that thing presents itself, let me show you how this works. So you want to get married. You dream the handsome prince. He comes to you. He rescues you from a wreck on the subway. Okay. I'm from New York. That's why the subway thing. He, oh, he filled your gas at the gas station in your car. And, um, or something. I don't know what people, what chivalrous men do anymore. I've been married for 27 years. They don't do that stuff anymore. Um, Anyway, this guy is perfect. And he does all the great things for you. and, um, And then you wake up and guess who shows up? Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome. I guess where he is. Aisha. At the gas station. Shanda. (laughs) It's a word from the Lord. I probably get on, on average one a week of a girl who tells me she dreamt a guy. And usually it's a guy she knows. Pastor, does this mean? You know how I respond to that? I don't. I don't. I don't say it means yes. I don't say it means no. I don't mean. I don't say call him. I don't say ignore him. That's your business. How you deal with that is your business. But if the enemy wanted to put a plant in your life, that would be a perfect way to begin. That would be a perfect way to start you on your journey towards the wrong thing, or God would start you on your journey towards the right thing. Some common dream, uh, we're going to jump from the spirit of Python. That's just one. Water spirits. Um, there's a certain spirit that... Uh, I taught about a long time ago in my, in my, um, in my church called, uh, well, I call it a squid spirit. And I, I named the sermon Squid Games. It's on YouTube if you want to go look at it. But um, in that particular thing just needs a small opening like this. And a squid the size of a human being can slip through a hole that's that big. And that kind of thing doesn't need a blatant sin. Because the Bible says, if as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so if you, if that thought is planted in your mind and you begin to entertain that thought, if you dream you're having sex with your ex or somebody that you don't know um, or not are not married to, it is a thought plant. And all of a sudden, something that you never thought of, especially if that person is in ministry, let me just get real clear to you. A lot of affairs in ministerial circles have started in dreams. When I counsel those people and I go back to where this thing began, we know before you fell for the praise and worship leader, before you thought she was attractive or he was, what happened? And it's always that you dreamt them. And if you didn't dream them, you bumped into them or a thought entered your mind. And the planting of a thought is how the enemy slithers in. That is how that squid spirit works. So that means sometimes when you dream something like that, you wake up and you rebuke that. You refuse that. That's the first dream you refuse. The one that's obviously a satanic plant. The second dream you refuse is the one that somebody comes to tell you. Can I just set some of you free? You know that one lady in the church who said, I dreamt you, and you fell off a cliff, and on the way down, you broke four vertebrae? and then all day long you don't know how to live your day because you're scared or there's been a spurt of fear planted in you because somebody gave you a scary dream and and or it's about your child or it's about and and this is this is very different from a dream of warning because i believe that god could send a warning to you from somebody but 9 times out of 10 the warning will come to you i had to stop many women in my church from doing that from going to say, you know, people would come to me and say, Pastor, I'm so terrified because so-and-so said. And I had to go to so-and-so and said, why did you say? And she said, well, I dreamt it. So I felt a responsibility to go and reveal that. And I said, please stop revealing stuff. Or at least let me know, you know, if, especially if this is going to put that person into a terrible tailspin of fear. Oh, I dreamt you had cancer. Why are you telling her that? Go get on your knees and pray that she doesn't have cancer. Don't go tell her she has cancer. You know, and so there is a word of knowledge. There's going to be a time when you do that, when you have to do that, and when you're prompted by the Holy Spirit, and that is confirmed by a, a witness. If, if somebody else comes and says, you know, this is what's been going through my mind, especially if that person has proven to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and that person, know, you know that this person hears from the Lord. I even Even now, I do that. If I get a dream from the Lord, if somebody sends me a dream, if somebody says, Pastor, I dreamt you, all my alarms go up. All my, you know, defenses go up. If somebody says that you were in my dream, and I would say, I hope it was good. And then I start running in the other direction as fast as I can go. <laughs> and then I, or I say, text me, right? Speaking of text me, if we don't get to your dream today, and it is a really important dream because I believe this is what the Spirit of the Lord told me two weeks ago and I was sharing this with uh, my friend Doris and my dad knows this the Lord showed me that in this year which is the year of the door everybody knows that right do you know that if you know that say I know that Right. We are in the Hebrew year 5784. That number four is the Dalit of the Hebrew alphabet. The Dalit looks like a doorway. And this year that we're about to enter in this weekend is the year of the door. It's the year when doors will be opened and doors will be closed. But they're going to be open and closed swiftly. That's the word of the Lord. And one of the ways you'll know which are the doors to go through is through a dream. This is what the Spirit of the Lord revealed to me. Before I realized it was the year Dalit. he said, people don't know which are God doors and which are not God doors. Because here comes this really great opportunity. And you're like, this must be God. And the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of that way is destruction. It's so important that we know this is a God door. This is a God relationship. This is a God opportunity. This is a God business. This is a God investment. Because this year, this year, I believe that things are going to happen in our lives and in our churches and in our ministries that we've never seen before. The kind of expansion, the kind of, first of all, it's going to be the kind of turmoil we've never seen. But it's also going to be the kind of growth that we've never seen. How do you know which door is the right door? One, if in your dream you actually see a door right how many of you have had a door dream before door gateway hallway okay those are very common dreams those are one of the one of the first 10 most common dreams in the world if ever you dream a doorway a gateway um or a corridor usually it's about a decision and the answer is in the dream usually you're you're facing you're facing some kind of dilemma where you don't know which is right which is wrong should I stay or should I go should I do this should I not should I take the job should I turn it down the answer is in that doorway right and so um I'm gonna too much to say too little time can you believe it's 9:20? oh my goodness I'm gonna show you um Maybe just deal with some of the most common ones. And then if we have time, we'll do some more stuff after that. Um, naked dreams. Anybody had one? Okay. So <laughs> the naked dream, and we'll talk about this a little more. One thing in this season, if you're a dreamer and everybody is like, oh, I don't know about that. Prophets, I get. Priests, I get. Kings, I get. Dreamers, because eh, everybody dreams. If ever you hear somebody say, I don't dream, they just don't remember. Everybody dreams five to six dreams a night, you know, according to science in their REM sleep. Everybody dreams five to six times a night. And most of the times we remember zero of them. How many of you remember what you dreamt last night? Less than 10% of this crowd. Less than 5% of us remember. Doesn't that annoy you? Don't you want to know what you dreamt? All right, how many of you have a dream that you dreamt 10 years ago that you can't forget? More than 90% of this room. You know why? Because that was a significant dream. If a dream is from the Lord, especially if it's of national importance, if if it's foretelling or futuristic or something like that, you can't forget it. You can't shake it. 10 years down the road, it comes back to your mind. The Lord has done something in my life where every 10 years, if something very major is supposed to happen, I dream of 10 years before. That's weird. My church has this huge parade every year. And, well, it's a big parade. Um, Not like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, but 20,000 people come to this parade. And we get to walk down the streets of New York with huge lights and, and it says a big lit up um, floats and they all say Jesus is king and Christ is born. and And I mean, people in New York, atheists and Muslims and Hindus and Sikhs and all of the religions show up and they let us do that. And New York shuts down the streets and pays $12 million to close down a highway so we can do that. And so my church spends a lot of time doing that, but 10 years before the first one ever started, I dreamt that. And in this particular dream, someone shot a cannon all the way down the street. It rolled down um, a line of traffic and burst through my father's car. My dad was driving. My mom's on the left side. And I'm in the back seat with two other young ladies. I was youth pastoring at the time. And uh, while I heard the cannon go off and I, I felt like the ball was coming down the road, the back seat tipped up like this. And the roof of the car disappeared. And I looked at the earth. I I was looking straight at the world. And I asked the girl next to me. I said, because I was confused. And I said, why do you think we can see the world if we're in the world? How can I look at it if I'm on it? Because I was like. But I didn't want her to know that I didn't know. In the dream. I was just asking to see if she knew. And she said, well, I suppose it's a reflection. And I said, I suppose so. Maybe. The cannonball comes in the car, bursts through the roof, and takes off the back of my dad's head. And he doesn't die, but he he's in severe pain, and he puts his head on my mom's shoulder. And that on that day of that dream, I was in the 14th day of a 21-day fast, and my mom turns around. I was I planned to quit that day, and in real life, and because um, I felt like I was done, <laughs> like the Lord said, "You're good." And my mom turns around and hands me a piece of a mango. And she says, eat this and finish your fast. And I took it and I ate it. My dad put his head on on, on um, my mom's shoulder. And the traffic continued to where I saw a police station. And nailed to the police station were Confederate soldiers. Were, were young men in their 20s in red and blue uniforms. Nailed to the police station. Missing an arm and a leg. If they took off their right arm, they were missing a, a right arm and a left leg. So they had one of each limb. And they were dying, but they were not dead. Red and blue, red and blue, red and blue. And then I saw the people ready to stop us because it was some kind of Mordecai blocking. And I realized this is it. It's over. 10 years. Oh, I forgot to tell you one thing. When we looked at the globe, It was turning, the whole thing was lit up and then all the lights went out and all I could see was Australia. Australia was still lined in lights in that particular dream. Fast forward 10 years later, I'm a pastor in New York City. I have this harebrained idea, let's do a parade. Let's do a huge parade and invite the whole city to come and let's make floats. And we made this one float that was a massive globe a big globe that spins. I forget this dream, of course. And uh, we put all of the countries on there and we line them with lights. And uh, about two weeks before the parade was supposed to happen, the worst possible thing that could happen to my family happened. And uh, one of my family members was taken away by the police. And the last thing I wanted to do was make a Christmas float. And I remember that year building the floats and crying. And I would stop every half an hour. My entire church would just stop. And we would huddle into small groups and cry and pray and then go back to work. Because I'm, I'm saying to the Lord, I'm saying, this is a celebration. What am I doing I'm, I'm broken and I can't even think straight. And the Spirit of the Lord would say, keep going, keep going. On the day of the parade, we were still in the middle of that pain. The first day we ever had that parade and the, the, all the floats, I could see it as far as my eyes could go. And I'm walking down the road and it starts to snow. And then it starts to rain, which is such a good thing because I'm weeping. I'm crying, but the rain is hiding my tears. People can't tell because it's raining. And as I watch the floats go down the road, all of a sudden, all of the lights on the globe go out, except except Australia. And immediately the dream comes back to my mind. And the spirit of the Lord says that the spirit of the age has an assault against the young men who are in the army of the Lord. And if they're in their 20s, begin to pray and cover them. Because he is coming after them with the law. He does not want to kill them. He wants to make an open spectacle of them. Remove one arm and one leg means they're ineffective in power and ineffective in witness. He will watch them, nail them, and make the world watch them suffer, fight for them. Then he said, the old cannon is an old weapon that my dad Had already faced in his lifetime. Talk to him. And I called my dad. And sure enough, the same thing. My dad had been through it in his youth. The devil was just bringing an old weapon back around. What was my instruction? Finish your fast. Finish your fast. And I'm telling you, the good news is we knew how to handle it. And not only did God put an end to that weapon that was formed against us, it didn't prosper and the Lord had his way. But that parade is now 10 years strong, 50 times bigger. And that globe float is still going on that freeway. Amen. That's just one. I'm not going to share much of them. But every 10 years, something like that happens. And the Lord will bring me back to the dream. Why I tell you this is that how many of you have a dream journal or something that you write down those things and wonderful. If you don't start, start because a dream journal is not so that you can be cute. A dream journal is proof to the Lord that I believe you speak to me. It's proof that I believe that I can write a vision. I can make it plain that those that read it can run with it. That is important. I believe that God can speak to me for the nation. How many of you feel that way? I see one young lady in here, and you can't believe the dream she sent me. But the dream she sent me told me that Trump was going to be president before he was. And when I told everybody in New York that he was, they laughed at me. I was working on the 52nd floor of a high-rise building on Lexington Avenue on the day that he was elected president. I told everybody in my office of 96 people he's going to win this election. I was almost, almost terminated that day. There was weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth in my office when he won. No lie. No lie. People left work that day. They were so unhappy. But I told them why. Because this young lady dreamt him. She dreamt him in a suit with a red tie. And the red tie is the red tie of power. He wasn't supposed to win because he was the underdog in the race. But I knew that the week before that he was going to. And when I told her that, she said, that's not possible. I said, watch God, that's going to happen. That's what your dream means. Unless you're dreaming a lie, he's going to win. And he sure did. When I heard something else, before Bill Clinton and Al Gore became president, I knew they were going to be president as well because somebody else dreamt it. But hear what they dreamt. They dreamt that these two men, one named Bill and one named Al, They didn't get the gore on the Clinton. Why? Because they lived in Trinidad and they didn't know Bill Clinton and Al Gore. I jumped this man named Bill and this man named Alan. They're on a sea. They're on an open jetty um, picking up fish. They're just picking up fish, but there's no water. It's like all the water's dried up and there are pit holes in the bed of the sea and they're just picking up fish. What's happening? And the Spirit of the Lord said, the Spirit of the Lord said to me, that's the president, that's the vice president. They're going to dig holes that kill fish. and um they sure did that began a spiral that our country has never been able to recover from yet but i believe that's about to shift as well and how god is going to do it is not how we want him to do it because and you can say well tell me who's going to win the next one i'm not going to tell you could i yes because somebody in this room already dreamt it oh when Barack Obama became president, somebody dreamt that um, Will Smith She didn't have a reference for him. She didn't know him. And often it's people who don't know him. She dreamt that Will Smith was the president of the United States. At that time, there was never an African-American president. So, you know, he wasn't even on the radar. And and so on that day, I made her write that down, that there's an African-American president that's going to sit in the White House, Postmark it, mail it to herself. She still owns that letter that says that the next president of this nation is going to be black. And it's there. It wasn't Will Smith. For a minute there, I thought it was. But it turned out to be the guy who they say, if they ever make the movie, he's going to have to play him. That's before he punched the other guy. (laughs) So all, all I told you that, I told you that to tell you this. The people who had those dreams are not prophetic superstars. They don't have YouTube channels and they don't, Have a congregation to speak to. They're normal men and women of God just like us in this room. Why on earth would God choose to do that? Why would he give it to you? For the same reason he gave it to Joseph. That's the reason. Because he's favored. He might not have a territory and he might not have a congregation. But he's favored. And favor is something that you can't. You can't order it. You can't say, I'll have one large favor, please. God just gives favor to you. How does He choose a favored person? Does she have to be of a royal lineage? No, she could be like Mary. Hail Mary, for thou art highly favored. How does God pick His favorites? I don't know, but He picked me. Just kidding, He picked all of you. He picked everybody here, all of us, are favorite of God. All right. So the naked dream. Let's go back to that for a second. Everybody's had the naked dream. And if you check in a dream dictionary, which I pre, please, please, please don't do that. More people have been led astray and led into contrary and errant decisions because they looked it up in a dream dictionary. Now I'm not just talking about, you see, dreams are so borderline new age. Every world religion, especially pagan religions, depend highly on dreams. This came very naturally to me. Even if this wasn't the Holy Spirit that that I believe gave me at least a gift at times to be able to interpret serious dreams. Wow. Wow. Okay. So... So the Holy Spirit's His feet. He just reminded me of something. One girl sent me a dream, where Macron, Prime Minister of France, Netanyahu, and Trump were in a circus, and he, Trump was on the wheel with knives. This was long before. He was ever actually literally on the wheel with knives. And they were, he was nailed there. He wasn't tied there. And it was spinning and spinning. And one at a time, the world leaders got a chance to throw them. I just, just, now, why did that just pop in my mind? Why did that not, why is, oh, and by the way, what did I do with that dream? I called the only person I knew that knew him. And I said, can you get this message to him? And he said, yes. And he called somebody who called somebody who got the message to him. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that God would make even that kind of thing available that said, watch out. That person is not who they're saying they are. And we watched policy change that day. We watched him cancel an appointment that day. Isn't that funny? Anyway, the spirit of the Lord just brought that back and he said, please tell them I'll speak to whom I want to speak to. If you're going to be faithful with the word of the Lord, he will deposit the word of the Lord to you. If we stop thinking that this is a personal thing, that God's only going to give you dreams so you can get rich and get married, you miss the point. He is looking for people to send a message to the earth through. He's looking for a people that he can direct. Dreams, just like prophecy, are for the edification of the body of Jesus Christ. And if your dreams are not for the edification of the body, but it's for the destruction of somebody, or it's for your own benefit to heap it upon your own lust, then it's not going to be a divine gift, right? Um, So the dream dictionaries, they're they're borderline new age. And I was trying to tell you that even if I didn't feel like the Spirit of the Lord gave me a gift to do that, I would have done that anyway. I would have done it wrong. Because my father, um, who is going to be a Hindu priest and used to make Hindu idols, he he interpreted dreams. Through demons, of course, but he interpreted dreams. Because in Hinduism, dream dream interpretation is a thing. In every single world religion, including Wiccan, dreams are very significant. We are the only people who are so skeptical about being able to hear from God through dreams. Why? You know why? Because we need control. That's why. Because we need control. We need to be in charge of it. We need to steward. That's a good holy word. Steward. The word that we've been given, right? And so it is important that you don't go telling your dream to every Susie, Jane, and Mary. In the book of Songs of Solomon, this is what she says, which is so significant to me. She says, the grapes are green, but I can smell them. She didn't say, I'm going to pick them. She says, they're green. They're not ripe yet. I will pick them when they're ripe. In other words, don't go giving those things to every single girl. I had this dream and a blah, 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 and a blah. No, save it because there's a Joseph. There's somebody, if it's not you, there's somebody that God will put the interpretation into their hearts. I love what Joseph says when Nebuchadnezzar tells him the dreams. He says, are not dreams of the Lord? Is the Lord not able to interpret? Joseph didn't say, tell me, I can do this. Daniel said the same thing he said is not the Lord the one who gives the interpretation and that's what I want you to remember if somebody gives you a dream don't be quick to say oh the dictionary said if you're naked it means you're exposed first of all that's common sense even if you have a puff of smoke when you say it, it's still common sense if you dream you're naked, if you dream you're in any kind of undress, or you're in front of a big crowd, a small crowd, it generally means you're you're afraid of something, or you're afraid of being caught, or you're afraid of being unprepared right? That's general and that's for you. But there are times when the very same thing, a dream of somebody else, somebody else that is naked or you in a circumstance that's different, God's going to give you a different interpretation. If you had a dream of six lean cows swallowing up six fat cows, would you say America is about to go into uh, six years of famine or seven years of famine? No, because lean cows don't mean a year to us. In a dream dictionary, if you dreamt a cow, nobody will say, well, a cow equals a year. But yet in that dream that Daniel interpreted, the cow meant a year, a famine or fatness. What does that mean? Unless you have the the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit when you're hearing this, for him to be able to tell you this is what that means, you're going to miss it. Everybody get that? That's why I'm saying be wary, even of Christian dream dictionaries, that you don't take a dream and run there and try to put X, Y, and Z together. So I've prepared for you a handout, another one. And in this handout, you'll be able to, when somebody tells you a dream or when you have one, I tell you um, what to look for. So you get to check off, okay, this is there, that is there, that is there. Because most of the times you miss an interpretation because you miss the details, right? Two things very important in a dream is is the context and the detail. Those two things. Another thing I can, has everybody anybody ever smelled anything in their dream? Science says you can't smell in a dream. they'll tell you you cannot smell and you cannot taste. But I know I've had dreams where I tasted, including that mango dream. I tasted every bit of the pepper in that because I went, and I remember it to this day. So science is telling us one thing, but our experience is telling us something else. Right. And that means that you can't you can't really believe anything, uh, everything that they tell you. Why? Because this is a divine thing. God says in the book of Jeremiah, especially, he said, I speak to men while they sleep. Why? Because he does it. And just because you are not in your conscious mind because you are asleep, it doesn't mean that God can't speak to you. Some of the most important things I've ever done in my life, including moving to New York to start a church was because God gave us a dream. On my husband's 40th birthday, he woke up wailing, like a baby. <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, this figure, this the 40 is hitting you hard." <laughs> and he said, "No, no, no, I, because he don't cry. First of all, he don't cut his hair, but that's my own pet peeve right now. <laughs> I'm really upset about it." <laughs> I say to everyone, he's crying on his 40th birthday. He said, "We're living in Texas, by the way. We have a house, we have cars. I have a great job, and he has a great job, and he's working in a steel mill. He's a chemist, blah blah. Not a chemist, uh, um, whatever he was. Like he was the guy who used to test the steel, you know, and um, and." Uh, we we're doing great. We're finally in a place in an immigrant country because we come from Trinidad and now we're, you know, we have green cards and we have money and, and we have a ministry. I was youth pastoring and he wakes up on his 40th birthday. By the way, God had already been showing me through dreams that we were moving. He had already told me we were moving to New York. I told him, I told God, I said, I love this. I, I mean I will go, but you, you gotta tell Kurt because I already moved him from Trinidad. If I try to move him to New York, he's going to kill me. He does not like cities. He doesn't even like people. What are we going to do? And so on his fortieth birthday, he wakes up. He's wailing. He's crying. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? He's like, I had the weirdest dream. I said, what'd you dream? He dreamt that this lady, I can't remember who she was, Diane Sawyer, was interviewing him, the lead. And and, um, he was in New York. I was like, wow, imagine that. I was like, what were you we doing there? He's like, the weirdest thing. We had a church. I was like, oh. and I start reaching for my prayer journal because it's written in there and I'm about to show him. But here this: The dream didn't stop there. Diane Sawyer wanted to know where what we did with all the money that came into our church. And then he showed him, she 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 followed him for 21 days. And and Diane, he took Diane Soria to Africa where we were taking care of hundreds of thousands of kids. And he said, but this is the weird part, baby. He said, in Africa, I went there to do medical missions. And I said, what are you doing with medical missions? You're a steel guy. He said, I know, but I was a doctor. And I was like, well, that's weird. I didn't get that. And then he followed her to India. And there we were taking care of a million kids and blah, blah, blah. And then he said, we came back to the to the building and and what he asked me, she asked me, she said, "I came here to do an expose on your church about how you waste the money. He said, "But what I want to know is how do you do all you do with just the money you get?" I said, "What do you think God is saying, babe?" <laughs> and he said, "Do you think we're supposed to move to New York?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I feel a confirmation in my spirit, that's what the yeah, uh-huh, but you're the head of the house. you're saying it, I'm agreeing." And then he said the weirdest thing. He said, do you think I'm also supposed to go to medical school as a backup? Mm-mm, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Because I had just worked eight years of my life while he did a math degree and another degree. And he has two more degrees than I did a thermometer. But I knew it was a yes. And so it's been 14 years, but Kurt has his own medical practice in New York now. He went to medical school at 40. At 40. I'm telling you, if we don't pay attention when God is speaking, we miss the doors. We miss the doors. And there's no way he would have done that. And so I believe that many of us have missed opportunities. We've missed open doors. We've walked through the wrong ones because your God is not the God who keeps you in darkness. He's the God of light. He, You say it, there's no shadow he won't light up coming after you why would he not why would he keep you in the dark he said ask me and i will answer and especially in this year of the door he says knock and it shall be open and seek and you will find (sighs) and ask and i will answer you so um another one of the common dreams is a snake dream anybody right um and i can tell you uh it's always demonic that's always a demonic dream um not that the devil is giving you that dream though It could be the Lord warning you of a demonic attack that's coming in your life. It especially has to do with your family. Why? Because snakes are nesters. It's not always, but it's often. Um, How do you know the difference? Oh, I didn't give you the the URL, did I? Um, It's called... It's www.preachergirltv.com forward slash... Dream template, D R E A M T E M P L A T E. So you download it, you you just check off the boxes to make sure in every dream, and you can practice because just like prophecy, you know, practice doesn't make perfect, but it makes you better. Got it? Everybody got it? I'll say it again. It's so it's preachergirltv.com forward slash dream template, T E M P L A T E. I wanted to do handouts for everybody, but they didn't tell us how many people had registered. So I didn't know. Now you can just download it. You keep it on your computer. And what do you do with that template is you look for certain details. I ask you for things that people usually miss that are really great clues to how to interpret a dream. Because certain dreams only God can interpret full stop. Certain dreams, there's nothing you can do. Don't guess it. I've seen people get the wrong information, do the wrong things because these dreams were not interpreted correctly. Be careful with those things, especially when they're life decisions. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, But I tell you to look for this. Don't look for that. Um, And certain other things. I can't remember everything that's in there, but it's prepared just for you. The snake dreams. If you dream um, yellow snakes, for instance, they're very common and uh, if you dream yellow snakes hanging from the rafters, for instance, anybody had that kind of dream? Okay, nobody here. Um, that's usually a dream of uh hereditary sickness, something that's been in your generations, something your mom had and your grandma, you understand what I mean that's hovering. so it's a threat of something that, you might be going through. If somebody dreams that and tells you that, a great question to ask next is, is there any? Is there cancer in your history? You know, it doesn't mean that that's coming, but there's an enemy, there's a threat that the enemy wants to do that for you. So let us right now rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That's how that works, right? The dream, if God gives you a dream like that, it's to give you the power to overcome the enemy that's trying to come against you. If this dream does not equip the body, it is not from God. Uh, one one myth, of course, is that the ability to interpret a dream, um, is available to everybody, because it's not. Can everybody do it? Absolutely. To the Holy Spirit, anybody that's for the Holy Ghost can. However, if anybody could, then anybody except Daniel would have been able to, or Joseph. You know, there are two Josephs in the Bible that were dreamers the old testament one and the new testament one i always thought that was really interesting don't you remember joseph husband mary got (laughs) (laughs) wise men also dream don't they yeah the wise men got a dream and visitation from the angel that said don't go that way herod is looking for the baby and trying to kill the baby how did they know how did joseph know to pick up the baby and flee to egypt how did Joseph know to marry Mary? You know, uh, Paul, who was... Uh, was it Peter or Paul? Peter. The one who was on the roof. Gilini, e, Peter. He said he was in a day... Uh, what, he was not a vision of the something. He was dreaming. He was too hungry and he went to sleep. We all do it. Except most of us have to do the cooking. So, <laughs> he's sleeping on... The, you know, anyway. My husband doesn't do that. I'm just saying. Um, dreaming is is not a unique gift that's available to the special few it's not even listed in one of the gifts of the spirit but we know that is important and i believe that what the lord told me and i was sharing this with one of um, my sisters just the other day or yesterday that the lord said in this year of the open door he is going to have a few people that will dream every single day every night and i said lord what a burden what a burden because there have been nights when I've had six dreams and I remember every single one vividly. Anybody? Yeah, those those particular nights and those things do not leave you. And you're supposed to be dreaming in your REM. You're supposed to be dreaming in that part of your dream when your eyes twitching and everybody thinks you're faking it, but you're really so deep in sleep that you can't get out. That's your REM sleep. That's your best sleep. That's when you dream. And the ability to come out of that and still remember it's not a It's not a talent. You, it really is a gift. And so if I feel like, for instance, I've been asking the Lord. I said, Lord, show me what's happening in our country. I want to see. I want to I dream. I want to know. If you want to speak to me in audible tones, that's good. But dreams are good too. You know, and I, I love those. I get up, I write them down instantly. Anybody ever had a dream that you forgot? Like you remembered it as soon as you woke up. But by midday, because you thought you wouldn't forget it, it's gone. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. It's the equivalent of catching water in your hand and thinking that in the evening it would still be in your hand. It leaks out drop by drop and in the evening you'll have nothing left. That's the nature of a dream. You hold, you, you, when you get it, you store it. You write it down. You put it down somewhere. It may not ever mean anything. It may not ever be significant in your life. But I guarantee you if you go back and try to remember it, you might not be able to do that. So yellow snake sickness. If you dream, usually if you dream a green snake, um, and I would ask if any of you did that because nobody dreamt a yellow snake, or maybe you didn't remember. If you dream a green one, it's usually to do with your workplace, your place of work, um, or wherever you fellowship—not necessarily your church, but your friendship circles, your your mom groups, whatever it is you have your your um, social your social circles. So there's a a deception in your social circle. There's somebody that might be deceptive towards you, telling you something that's not true. You might even have someone that's envious of you. or um, But it's a planned attack that's not obvious. Now, the green, if you ever want to remember that, it's like if a green snake is in the grass, you can't see it, right? All right, what about and uh, the pythons? The python dreams, the big ones, the ones that wrap around you, anacondas, all those kinds of things. This mic is making me lose my mind. Um, The python dreams are demonic dreams. And I told you about that before, but it's the kind that doesn't appear suddenly. Suddenly it's the kind that will squeeze the life out of you it usually signals a depression it usually signals a windfall in your uh, um bankruptcy any kind of thing where um the pressure increases with time and a demonic spirit of python it, it's so it's sneaky it's deceptive um I'm not saying that it means you're going to have a divorce, but it, it, it often is about relationship. It's always, it's often about, and it's very important that you realize that the way these things come in your life is through you. If we, if we leave a loophole, if we put ourselves in a situation where those things have access to us, that's how they get in. This last day, last uh, two weeks ago in my church. At the end of the service, everybody left me, which never happens. That's so weird, right? I was by myself, and this lady comes up to me and she shows me a picture on my, on her phone, and she says, "Look at this," and she shoves her phone in my face. And so I, I I I took a quick look, and it was a very ugly, ugly, ugly picture of a disease. And immediately I felt the spirit, I felt the de- demonic presence, and I said, "Let me pray for you." And I, I before I could touch her, she fell out. And so my first instinct is is instinct is to get on the floor and deliver, you know, pray for deliverance. But then the Spirit of the Lord says, move. So I started walking towards my exit. To, and then, you're not going to believe it. I started walking towards the exit and she's standing right there. I left her on the floor. I walked towards the exit and she's in front of the door. And she said, I said, look at this. And I said, no. And I was going to pray for her again. And she fell again. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, move. That's Wednesday. On Thursday, I leave to go preach at a conference. And... uh the pain I started feeling in my belly was like nothing I've ever experienced in my whole life. And I have been through some pain in my lifetime, never. And Dr. Donna, Dr. Shell, they were both with me. And and one other young lady at the time in the house said the pain was unbearable. And I kid you not, I went to the bathroom and whatever I saw in that picture was what I felt. And imme- I felt I would die that night. And immediately I knew this is demonic. This is not natural, this is demonic. And I stumble my way out of that restroom and I go to the living room where they are and I say, pray. And I know they're gonna pray for my healing. And I said, stop, we're not praying for healing. We're praying for a deliverance. We're praying that whatever she showed me on that, that has to go right now. I recognize, it was like night, it was like I couldn't even refute it. And they began to pray. In about two minutes of prayer, all symptoms were gone. Everything disappeared. Zero pain, completely done, 100%. I'm telling you, am I telling the truth, Cheryl? Am I telling the truth, not it absolutely happened, it was so weird. And then I saw her the next Sunday praying for somebody else. Well, you know, I went Spider Monkey. <laughs> what am I trying to tell you? The enemy is a deceiver and he has a hundred ways. He has no way, it's not 954. All right, let's let's um, okay, there's one more handout I want to give you then. If you have a dream that troubled you, if you have a dream that you think is of national importance, if you have a dream that you think is about our future as a nation, I want to hear it. If you have something that really troubled you, your family or anything, and you want to tell me, you can't stop me in the hallways. Because generally, if you're talking to me and your dream, I'm not paying attention to you. I'm sorry. I love you. But (laughs) okay, Whitney, I'm listening and I love you but I'm not giving you attention that you deserve in your dream. So there's one more form and it's where I'll get to read it and give you my opinion on it, right? Not that you can't do it yourself because I'm going to pray for an impartation. That's what this this is for. And um, But if it's something that you think someone needs to know, then you can send it to me. And I ask you for certain details. And of course, at the bottom of it, because this is what the law requires, I tell you that this is not for advice or counsel. That means if I interpret your dream, it doesn't mean you go sell your house and move to Michigan. All the decisions are yours to make. (laughs) I'll just tell you what the dream is. Does that make sense? And that is preachergirltv.com forward slash dream submission. All right. How many of you feel like if you've been able in your past, and if you're here, I think that's a yes. But but really and truly, when people tell you what they dream, you kind of already have a, an idea. You see pictures in your mind, especially when they talk to you about a dream, and it's almost like you're dreaming it yourself. Anybody? Okay, above 15 of you. That's, that's most of the times a sure sign that you can operate in that particular um, strength and gifting. Now, those are seasonal things, and I want you to know that. That's very important. It doesn't mean that you could print a business card. Dream interpreter. (laughs) Right? It means that when God has a message for the president, when God has a message for your pastor, when God has a message for your family, that he can send it through you. Or when he gives it to someone, you can confirm it. Does that make sense? only once in my life have I ever been able to tell somebody what they dreamt because that one's different right pastor I had this very troubling dream and I can't remember what it is but I know it was significant and oh my gosh and I know and and the spirit of the Lord showed me in a picture in my mind what they dreamt and I said was it so and so and the minute I started she started saying yes that's what it was I don't I can't read from there which one is that okay hold on thank you I can always count on Dr. Donna to check me up on everything. Dream graphic, dream. Oh, yes. Sorry about that. Thank you, Donna. The actual URL is preachergirltv.com slash dreaminterpretation. For the submission one, yes. Sorry about that. Dream interpretation. And I just checked the link. Yep, it works. You see it, right? Okay, wonderful. And what you do with that, you just print it and fill it out and email it back to me. My email address is right there. If not, um, you fill it out right there online on your iPad or whatever and and just send it right back to info at preachergirl.com and I'll get it. Or you can, um, um, I also am um, um, Pastor Sharo at, no, just Sharo at hopenyc.com. Hope NYC. Okay, so, um, well, yeah, only once have I been able to do that to tell somebody what they dreamt. That's a really, really, really good way to know that, that God will use you in that way. Okay? So let's do a practice. How about that? Anybody want to share what you dreamt last night? Or if you had any... Yeah. Oh, she came ready. She's written down and everything. Okay. Anybody, like all your antennas just got like... Woo! Okay. God gave us that just for this class. Okay, uh, what time of day was it? Okay, and everybody, what kind of clothes was everybody wearing? Okay, so just stay at home, relax clothes. And your whole family's in the house. But everybody's there. You're upstairs with two, and four are downstairs. Okay. Okay. He's downstairs or up. So you're up with the two, and the oldest son, who's the pastor, is downstairs. Gotcha. Okay. That's a good one. Thank you. What's your name? Naomi. Nice to meet you. All right. You can have a seat. We're gonna we're gonna work on the stream. I like it. It's a good one. anybody anybody feeling your spidey senses tingling? Yes. Who said yes? Okay, what you got? (laughs) Yeah, you just stand up and say it. She stood up and said it. You got 30 seconds, though. We don't have a long time. Okay, I'm going to stop you. What's your name? Jenna. Thank you, Jenna. You can sit. Anybody else felt the same way? Okay. All right. So one thing I want you to do, Jenna, especially in the rest of you, whenever you're interpreting a dream and somebody gives you the, the, the dream itself, stop. Especially because when they're talking, you're going to see live action. That's the way your brain works. Usually that's the way your brain works. Stop. Because immediately your intuition, your intellect, and your own subconscious kicks in. And you begin to refer to people's dreams in your own experiential life. And you can't do that. Right? When you do that, what you're tending to do is start. you start to say, it sounds like, it sounds like. And when you're speaking for the Lord, when you're speaking on behalf of God, it doesn't sound like. What we're going to move into now is outside of dream dictionary territory into supernatural God is speaking to you territory. That's what this class is for. Anybody can say, well, stairs are this and that, but that's not what you want. So what you do is you step back from what she said. You step back and the first thing you say is, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to her? What are you telling her? Now, as I say that, some of you just started to feel something because that what you felt there is the Spirit of the Lord. He is the only one in this entire room who is able to actively and accurately interpret what he alone is saying. And you have to know that. The minute you start depending on your own wisdom, you're going to miss it. You're going to mislead people and you're going to scare people and you're going to give people the wrong impressions. Not that Jenna was doing that. She was in some ways very, very close. And very, you know, because God is not going to make you dream a lollipop on an elephant's ear if he wants you to be careful. Right? He's going to use your context and your knowledge. And the reason why Nebuchadnezzar drowned famine cows is because that's what they did. They did livestock, right? So, um, Naomi. The door is the year. It's now. And that's so great. Uh, The hinge. Oh, the stranger that came into your house. Did you see that person? I think. Okay. Okay. Something that... Okay, so this is this is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you for your church and, I mean, for your ministry and for your children. Um, there is a... There are two levels of communication with the Holy Spirit in your life right now, in your family. There are two very distinct places where you guys are. And you and two. And... All of the rest are in a different situation. And God really is telling your son that in a lot of ways, what he's doing in ministry, there is a different different level. There is a higher place for him to be at. However, there's a timidity in him. A timidity that goes back to the mama's boy feeling that he has. Not that he depends on you, but he trusts what you know about God. He tr- it's almost like he has lost a little bit of trust in the way he hears, and trusts more in what you hear. He steps aside to let you watch the door fall. In fact, what he does a lot—it's—I don't know if you—I don't know him at all, but I know that he cares about your emotional state. He wants to know that you're okay. He wants to know that you're okay. You're going up the stairs with him. It gives me—it it reminds me a lot of Barack and Debra mom i'm doing this will you go with me mom i'm doing this barack says if you go into war i'll go into war too it's that if mom prays for me this is gonna work even though he's pastoring and shepherding and he god god is calling me in this year this is his year this is his this is a year where god's gonna take ministry to a whole other level for him if He is bold and courageous. If he realizes that no longer, even if you were the head once, he is the head now. There's a place that he has to step into. Big brother. Big brother is his name. He has a responsibility in your family. I just feel the Holy Spirit on that. God is saying that he wasn't just big brother to a congregation. He has a responsibility in your family to his siblings and to all of you. Big brother, I look, every hair in my body is standing up because he is big brother, not just... He's the kind of pastor that has that compassion of a big brother. That's who God is showing you. That's who God is saying. But it's that thing, though, that love, that compassion that God said, I'm going to use to blow the hinges off the door, to blow the hinges off the door. I love it. It's a great dream what time of day is it what are people wearing what are the colors what are the emotions attached to it who comes in the door who is it what what about the thing that comes in the door what about the shadow let me tell you something when God opens doors the enemy slips in I'll be real honest with you you think God's going to open door and it's just green pasture no it's green pasture with wolves hiding in it 100% he she said it last night higher levels higher devils right? We're going to get it. So we are 10 minutes past our time. They did tell me I had a little grace period, but use the forms, use the downloads. Did you enjoy this morning? Thank you for being here. I love you. God bless you. Let me pray for you. Oh, stand with me. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for your, your presence here. I thank you, O oh God, that that you have appointed this time, Lord. You have given us this time. You said in the last days, you'll pour out of your spirit upon all flesh. And I'm so grateful that you included the dreamers. I'm so grateful, O oh God, that among the prophets and and among those that were filled with the Holy Spirit, you said that we would dream dreams. And O oh God, I know that you've not assigned it only to the old, but it is also for the young. It is for every single one of us. And I pray that if you are speaking, oh God, that you can trust us, oh God. You can impart that wisdom, that treasure, and that knowledge. And right now, I pray for the Holy Spirit to descend upon this place in a mighty way, oh God. I pray that you open up the minds and the hearts of the hearers. I pray for those who have been anointed for this day in 2023, for this day in 5784, the year of the door, oh God, that they will be able to open doors and they will be able to step through the doors that you will open for them, oh God. I pray that you will cause them to whisper into the heirs of governments, into the heirs of leaders, into the heirs of CEOs. I pray that you would give them in dreams and visions, divine unction, divine instruction. I pray, oh God, that you would give them divine ideas, business inventions, oh God. I pray that you will give them ways to create wealth for the kingdom of God and for the advancement of the gospel. I pray that you would give them direction for their families, oh God. And Father, right now we submit our dreams to you. We submit our sleep to you. We submit the time where we are asleep just as much as we submit the time that we are awake it is all yours do with it as you will in jesus name and all god's people say amen god bless you